Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Oliver. And I'm Lindsay. Today we're joined by our friend Ian Rookhausen, and we're going to talk about building connections with others, the power of connection, and he's going to share um, some fun stories, including his amazing track record of setting friends up who got married. So we're excited to hear about that. Um, let's do a get-to-know-you question first. The question today is, what is something that used to be hard for you that you're now much better at? Ooh. I could actually start us out. Yeah, I, please do. This is the one I always think of when I'm like, when I need to like remind myself that change is possible. Because growing, growing up and for a long time, probably into adulthood, I was not a good flosser. And now I floss every day, like without fail, like I have to floss. So... And I remember, like, that would be one of my New Year's resolutions for years and years. And I, like, I don't know what got me to be better at it, but it just took a lot of practice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for me, I'm going to say something that I used to do but I don't do anymore was biting my fingernails. That that used to be, like, a terrible habit of mine was biting my nails. And so um, that was my goal a a couple years ago was, like, to not like bite my nails anymore and yeah and your fingers think to you exactly and so far so good that's (laughs) amazing uh for me since this is my first time on here and a lot of people it's like hey this guy sounds pretty decent um so i'm ian rookhausen and i will just state that i'm actually born deaf so for me the hardest thing was learning how to pronounce everything Uh, because you know when i was a child i just add s's to every word and so uh, when I served my mission in the South, that, that totally ruined everything. My teachers and my mother tried really hard because the Southern accent, they just had A's to say everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so you had to work hard at that. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. All right. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Ian. So I was made in California, but grew up here in Las Vegas. And um uh, like I mentioned, I'm deaf. Uh, the way I, I kind of use it loosely, the definition mostly because I am 96% hearing loss in one ear, 94% hearing loss in the other ear. Oh wow! So I'm really borderline severe, uh, hard of hearing and deaf. So, but the hearing aids really helps me to be able to, you know, identify the sounds and everything, and it just train my brain to run in overdrive to identify it. Okay. So. What are some things that help you in terms of like communicating with others? Body language. Okay. I, I've learned <laughs> really hard to understand body language, which actually is part of the reason why, you know, I joke around. It's like, hey, man, I'm a great wingsman for you. So if you need somebody to figure out if he or she's interested in you, oh my gosh, I can I just look it. at the interaction and just study the body language and I'm like, okay, dude, she likes you. Ask her out. <laughs> I just want to say we should never underestimate the power of body language. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Is it sad that that song gets like stuck in my head often? Oh really? Like, yes. Really? It, it oh does. I, I don't, don't even, even think of the song till now. <laughs> I feel like I'm so glad you brought it up, Lindsay. So glad you did that. I feel like yeah, Ursula is like your lady. She's amazing. I love that for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Ian, because you're um, partly deaf or like a whole, like de- like I'm almost stone deaf. Gotcha. Yeah. So mostly how- dead. <laughs> yeah. 
Princess Bride reference. Lindsay's I like coming that. with all the movie <laughs> references. You need to make more movie references. I I, I'm loving this. We were trying to already. make our intros more snappy, and <laughs> it's not going to happen. I love no, it. It's fine. Oh. Uh, Ian, how often are you? How often do you read lips? Like how much? How percentage? 100%. Really. Although lip reading only makes up about 27% of the words, since a lot of the words have the same structure, mm-hmm. it still helps me interpret. It's like, okay, what are you saying? Are you saying olive juice or I love you? What's the context here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And so like you mentioned earlier, was this like a you being deaf and like having to like uh, understand body language and like reading people's uh, lips and like understanding what's going on with them? Has this been a good segue for you to like to get to know people, to like kind of befriend them? Or like you said earlier, like kind of being a good wingman because you're kind of already like making that connection anyway? Yeah. Uh, so part of it is, you know, I really have to broaden my perspective, uh, especially in peripheral views. You know, it's like sometimes I'm not going to be able to hear noise coming from the side or behind me because my hearing aids only pick up certain range mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i really had to you know be a, a observing person so one of my things i used to do is i love people watching me you know, especially mm-hmm. since we're recording here at unlv mm-hmm. it's like oh man my old stomping ground i practically lived here for 10 years oh yeah and it's like oh i used to in between classes just well people watching just see how people interact and stuff especially here in this library oh my gosh i love it was the pandemic really hard like with people wearing masks and stuff oh, in terms of like communicating horrible oh, yeah. i didn't even think about that yes yeah. so when the pandemic happened i was working for anderson dairy uh-huh. uh, i was helping their uh, storefront called flavors uh-huh. and um we had the plexiboard glass up everyone's wearing a mask and I had the hardest time hearing people because, first off, the plexiboard is muffling, and then you have the face mask is making it extra muffled. So oh, I can't lip read. Yeah. And all the sounds were extra muffled, and mm-hmm. so I had the hardest time. It was it was a big struggle. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, you know, it's like I knew the products, so mm-hmm. that made some things speed up. But when someone is asking me, "Hey, do you have uh, some Tweety Birds ice cream?" I'm like a, a what bird? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's like and with accents on top of that because you know uh, the ice cream shop also caters to the ice cream trucks uh-huh. and so we get a lot of people from all over the world different accents and different nationalities uh, yeah. and i had to try to understand them and you know kind of modify the body language because everyone's a little different and it's like okay this person's asking for this this person's asking for that but Oh, there, there was a few times like I wanted to have a meltdown because I yeah. just could not handle it. It was, it was difficult. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then you know, you you did a great uh-huh. job of doing Zoom, and I was able to just grab an old, uh, just surround sound uh, deck amplifier, hook it up to my computer, crank it up just so I can be able to hear everybody on over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We've mentioned this before, but yeah, Lindsay really, really rocked it during the pandemic, being <laughs> yeah. on the FHE committee oh, and, and coordinating all those activities for sure. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I will say I'm really grateful that we're doing this episode with Ian today because it is our first time using this recording studio mm-hmm. on campus. Thank and, you, UNLV. Yeah. And then Ian is, I know, a little plug for UNLV. <laughs> yep. It's a great place. <laughs> it's where I work. Um, Ian is um, 
a tech guru. He's been really helpful. Like at church, he did um, Zoom, you know, was in charge of like Zoom sacrament meeting for a long time, things like that. And he was telling me before we started recording that he um, acquired a lot of equipment over time to do um, board games and things with friends who were in different places, yep. like virtual virtual hanging out. Yeah, we'll have Zoom up and then we'll have a, a board game on Steam. We'll play like Terraforming Mars, Wingspan, Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like once a week, we just get together and play with friends in uh, Utah, here in Vegas, around the valley. We even have one friend out in Arkansas. So, yeah. Okay. So these are friends from like an earlier point in life and you guys have all been able to Actually, we didn't start doing this until COVID, and some oh, okay. some of the people I've never physically met until yeah. after COVID. Okay. Oh, yeah. So your group has kind of grown and changed. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's really cool that this episode is particularly about connection, and yeah. here we are talking about like using UNLV and your connection working with them, uh-huh. and like Ian's connection, how he's literally and figuratively like connected us with our microphones and like with <laughs> yeah. with this. We we spent a good time uh, just setting everything up, making sure everything's working and sound pretty decent. So. Yeah, we appreciate it, and I think it's cool that you. Um, like took this found this way to stay connected with friends over the pandemic and then are continuing to u- utilize that like mm-hmm. still that doing it it's still going yeah. solid so yeah i think that's really great i think in the church especially as like singles in the church we're a little bit spoiled because um it's a little bit easier for us to make friends like if you move to a new place you show up to your singles ward if you're not too weird like people will start inviting you to stuff you know you instant go to some friends. FHE. <laughs> yeah you get instant <laughs> friends and that is not the case for others. Um, I help with like some support groups in the mental health support groups in the community. And that is a, a regular thing that is brought up is I'm lonely and I'm not sure how to make friends. And so we'll talk about like, oh, maybe there's some, you know, some meetup groups that would be interesting to you. And then even on top of that, like even just being somewhere where you could talk to people, actually like forming a relationship where mm-hmm. you like have a friendship from that is like a whole nother step because it's like, okay, do I... Get this, how do I get this person's number without being awkward? Or how do I, like, invite people to lunch or, you know, get a little group to go see a movie or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, like, these are skills. And I think we, we want to talk about that a little bit today, like how to build connections and um, whether it's for friendships or for our dating life or whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. connection is important. And so, yeah. I agree. I feel like it's easier to connect when you're in a young single adult ward because everyone's young, everyone's vibrant, everyone's wanting to socialize and hang out. Everyone's vibrant. Everyone's I mean, we're still we still are we're, in we're our still 30s are, yeah. and 40s. This here. is true. We yeah. are fairly vibrant. We are. We are. Um, but yeah, I just I just feel like in the mid, in the young single adult ward, you are just constantly doing something every day, like hanging out not just with like your friend group, but, but just like doing things, whether it was church activities or like getting together with like people that you just met. I, I have to ask you, Oliver, are you, you, you stopped? Cause I'm still am. I, <laughs> my schedule is so busy. Uh, I have some friends that have to book me like two, three weeks out. Nice. Right. Yeah. There are some people like that in our, in our word who are like super busy cause they are like super social people. So yeah, I mean, well. Well, it's like my new calling definitely uh, dampers a little bit uh, for social activity, but uh-huh. 
And it's like, I'm even more busier now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, some sacrifice has to be made. <laughs> For the greater good. Yo. Yeah, Ian just got called into our ward's bishopric, which is really fun. And you'll, um, yeah, you should tell us, how's it going so far? Uh, so I'm only one month in, and it's definitely a lot different challenge than I've ever experienced before. But, uh, like, going back to the YSA days, you know, it's like, I've had everybody's calling at one point in my life. Right. So yeah. it really helps me to be more empathetic. And it's like, hey, if you're struggling, come talk to me. I can help you. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I have some wisdoms here and there and some knowledge. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always wonderful resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's a really nice perk for the three of us. We all grew up here. We know people. Yeah. yeah. And it helps when it's like, hey, I can connect you to another person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like going back to loneliness. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like single versus loneliness. Those are two completely different things, but sometimes they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's like being single is your status of, you know, you don't have a connection with certain people or certain person you want to be connected with. Mm-hmm. Whereas being lonely is a state of mind that is not permanent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people associate singleness with loneliness, mm-hmm. like you said earlier. Um, but that's not necessarily the case because, yeah, you can be single. But then we just talked about how we single individuals are like super busy doing activities or like getting <laughs> yeah. together with friends. Yeah, I was making fun of Oliver the other day because he is I feel like he's the most popular guy in the ward. Like he has like probably five separate like friend groups that he's like tied into. High five for that. Yeah. Five is a generous number. It is (laughs) at least like three. And so, yeah, I don't even know how he does it, but I know Oliver is probably more of an extrovert than I am. Like I feel like the older I get, the more I like kind of like uh, withdraw. Yeah. Shorten your number. Yeah, I appreciate, like, the smaller groups. I used to throw, like, big parties. Same, yeah. And I like those, but, and yeah, you, you're still doing, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but late, lately, like, I've just been a little bit more of, like, okay, how am I actually feeling? What do I actually want to do, like, this evening or this weekend? Do I need some, like, downtime? Do I need to, like, focus on one friend who I know is going to be, like, uh, really fun and uplifting for me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be getting a little pickier about my free time, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, that that's the biggest difference from my twenties to my thirties. It's uh-huh. like my twenties. Uh, long story short, uh, another thing about me is like I used to run the YSA activities behind the curtain uh-huh. for a couple of years. Okay. So th- there was a period of time that there was all the YSA wards weren't talking with each other. No one was interacting with each other from other wards. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm like, okay, this gotta stop. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of just weaselled my way in found out who's the like which stake was in charge of all the single adult activities uh-huh. contacted the stake high councils introduced myself say hey i'm ian rickhausen and i had two other people with me we want to host a ysa conference on in may of this year it's like where can when can we start oh, okay and ever since then you know it's like i've met everybody around the valley i've met all the bishop met a variety of stake presidents uh-huh and just got things going, all the wards activities and stuff. And part of my numbers of, you know, my record of uh, how many matches I set up was yeah. because I was doing activities uh-huh. for other people to have an opportunity to, to meet. meet who wouldn't have met otherwise. Exactly. I love that. And just as a reminder, YSA is young single adults, so mm-hmm. that's ages 
generally ages 18 to 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, whereas our ward is... I would definitely, it was an exception. I was kicked out of my family ward at 17. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I, I got stories. So we can either use it for this <laughs> podcast or maybe the future podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, yeah. Um, oh, man. And, I mean, circling back to, like, the single versus lonely thing, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of people who, who are partnered out there who are also lonely. Like, I think lonely um, – Big time. It's not just being, you know, in proximity with other people, but also feeling like actually connected, like you mm-hmm. guys have things in common, you understand each other, you support each other. Would you agree with that? Oh, big time. Yeah, definitely. So how do we go about making friends and forming like actual real connections? Mm-hmm. Well, I got lucky because I mentioned this before. Um, I already had friends who were going to the mid-singles ward. And so when I started attending, I already knew people. Uh-huh. Now, was that the same case for you, Lindsay? Not really, because when I I lived away from Vegas for 15 years, and so when I came back, I probably knew, like, one person mm-hmm. or so. And so I kind of started over, which was nice in some ways, um, because obviously you evolve over time. And I still actually still keep in touch with, like, my high school friends, and I love them, but I also feel like um, I'm different, too, and, like, have different friend needs or whatever, and so it... it Sometimes it's nice to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you started attending the mid-singles ward, what did you do to start making friends or to start, like, um, becoming I, one with the yeah, ward? Yeah, I think going to activities helps a ton. helps people know that you're, like, wanting to be social. Um, I think I tried to plan a, a few things or even just, like, you know, have some friends over at my house or whatever. But I think even um, just, like, planning like one-on-one lunches with someone like you know like another girlfriend or something I wanted to like talk with more you know um so that that was a big one for sure Mm. yeah what about you guys well yeah I was about to say for me unfortunately I don't know what it's like to show up to a ward not knowing someone yeah (laughs) so is this Lindsay mentioned earlier about how you like hold the record of matchmaking is that like so that didn't start until towards the end of my mission, but uh, being in the YSA ward before my mission mm-hmm. helped me because, uh, long story short, my brother and I are both deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but How old he, is your brother? He is six years older than me. Okay. So are you the youngest? I'm the second youngest. Second youngest. Yeah. So we were both, we grew up both gun shy. We were terrified to talk to girls, mm-hmm. which is funny because, you know, our parents are very outgoing and energetic. My dad used to brag about making out with girls at age 13 kind of thing. Wow. And so and then he's like, then he has two boys that are completely opposite of him. Yeah. <laughs> What's the word? Casanova? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what helped me was being in the YSA ward for two years before going on my mission really broke me out of my shell. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I had a hard time to stop flirting when I was in the MTC. Okay. Because, you know, I spent two years flirting and trying to... I yeah. I spent two years trying to set my brother up on a date. Okay. I only got him to go successfully on one. And what was hilarious is that he met his wife the first Sunday I was in the MTC. Okay. I spent two years trying to set him up, and he met his wife the first Sunday I was in the MTC. Just like, uh, sink that in. I'm like, come on. <laughs> there you go. So, wow. Yeah. So tell, yeah, let's let's dive let's dive into that. Tell okay. us more about your mm-hmm. experiences. Maybe just some high, 
tells how many there have been and maybe some highlights. Okay. okay. Do so you, have you kept a list? I did, <laughs> but I, I was trying to find the list and I could not find it. So I know I've written it down, and uh, my last count was eighteen. Oh wow! Yeah, that's and including the, the the young single doll and our and mid single. Only had one from our mid single. Oh okay. And it was just before COVID. Mm-hmm. I hosted a pie party at my place. Yeah, and the famous pie party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like literally everyone's got the email or text is saying um, COVID quarantine is in effect. No more church. I was like, that happened during the pie party. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we had Rocky at the pie party. Uh-huh. We were asking him, was like, so are we having church on Sunday or not? Yeah. It's like, what's going on? What do you know yeah. that you can tell us? Yeah. Yeah, because he was the counselor at the yeah. time. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like there's this couple that never would have met except at my pirate party. Oh, my mm. gosh. Just in the nick of time. Just too. in the nick of time. And they were Before able COVID. to meet and yeah. continue dating during the quarantine, during COVID. Uh-huh. And it's like that that's the biggest thing. It's like I'm the kind of person that, you know, it's taken me a while to accept the fact that I do enjoy being single. Uh-huh. And, you know, loneliness, that was, that was a hard one. And. Uh-huh. The biggest thing I found is creating a finding hobby definitely helps. Yeah. But I wanted to create a op- opportunity for others who are lonely to mm-hmm. meet. Mm-hmm. And usually my goal is always try to f- dedicate mm-hmm. an activity yeah. outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, yeah, that's great because I think. It means a lot more to be invited to something that's not mm-hmm. like church sponsored. Exactly. Yeah, it feels yeah. better. It's more personal, and it's yeah. like, hey, look, you're in my mind, you're in my thoughts. I want you to come and attend. Although I'm the more social butterfly, kind of like Oliver. You know, I got mm-hmm. like five different groups I hang out with, <laughs> and, and uh, it's like I'm a very sociable person now. And it's just it's a lot of fun. It's you expand your options, who you get to hang out with. Yeah, and you know, every it's. Everyone is, uh, for me, it's kind of like a buffet. Everyone has gives off different energy, different mm-hmm. um, wisdom, knowledge, and it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I have two comments. My first comment: Ian and I are similar in the in the way that we we're both super shy when we were younger. Because mm-hmm. it's funny, like hearing you guys say, like, "Oh, Oliver has so many like different friend groups." That wasn't always the case. Like, yeah. I was such a a super shy kid, like elementary school, middle school. I think I finally like broke out of my shell in high school. And so just like just like seeing like hearing your similarities to my to my similarities and like how you're talking about how you like get these groups together and like your pie night mm-hmm. and like how that wasn't necessarily an activity that you wanted to organize to be a matchmaker. You just you just I, set up I kinda did. Oh, did you? So kind of going back to my YSA boards is like all the track well, the reason why I had so many matchmaking successful matchmaking is because I really do I, I I'm might be a little weird but I like to dedicate and like actually pray and dedicate certain activities I hosted say Lord please let some people meet oh mm-hmm. so it's a goal it's, it's okay. always been my yeah. goal since I was like 22 mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you know it's like when I started hosting the YSA conference and I'm like I'm working with all these different YSA wards like hey look we're gonna have one fireside a month we're gonna have one dance or activity a month and we're gonna dedicate it to people 
who had never had an opportunity to meet with other people in the valley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, there's certain wards, you know, that a lot of people date with the same people in the same ward multiple mm -hmm. times. And like, well, if, if there's not much fish in that water, why don't you go into mm -hmm. a bigger stream? <laughs> yeah. So would, are most of your um, setting up successes because you planned an activity versus saying like, I think this person and this person should so meet? It's mm. both. Oh, it's okay. a bit of both, but um, there's a lot that's just random happenstance. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember I there's this one particular year I threw – a party at this house. It was the guy's house at, uh, in the Robindale ward back mm -hmm. in the day. I think I did like six parties in one year. Mm -hmm. The first one was like Memorial Day weekend. And so it was a barbecue. We had this amazing food. Everybody was coming in and out. We had at least, you know, 400 people coming in and out. Wow. Mm -hmm. And there was Bigger. so much food. Yeah. yeah. So I hosted that. My little sister invited a bunch of guys from Utah that was, you know, selling the bug spray extermination yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, we get those every, type of fun people. Every year. Every year. Every summer, basically. <laughs> well, anyways, there's uh, one of the guys my sister was interested in, but he kind of was distracted and met this beautiful young lady at the party. Mm. And sure enough, they got married within the year. Wow. Nice. I love the fact that you not only planned like this get together, mm -hmm. you I love that you used the word dedicated. Yeah. Where you like prayerfully asked the Lord, like, hey, I'm gonna have this little get together, have something come from it. Yeah. I love that you like that that was your goal. When Th you that was my mindset. These. Yeah. 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 It was like that was the start of me be trying to be a matchmaker. My my very first one was my actual mission companion. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, he was hung up on this one girl, not a member of the church at the time, and she wasn't really responding to any of his letters. And I'm like, well, hey, dude, who's this girl? She's always writing you like every week. Oh, yeah. And so sure enough, uh, her and her best friend took a picture of them together holding up a board game. And we're like, hey, we're, we're going to do – we'll respond back to it by holding that picture with – and take a picture of us two with our favorite board game that we have during the tropical storm and hurricanes in mm -hmm. Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had – you know, missionaries got board games in their apartments. So we did that, and that was the start okay. of their relationship. Okay. So yeah. you're like wingmanning it, encouraging mm -hmm. him along a little bit. Big yeah. time. Okay. So I do need to do a shout-out to my buddy Joe. Uh -huh. So before I went on my mission, he basically taught me how to be a wingman. Mm -hmm. So what, yeah, what are, 17, 18, what he's are the like, keys? right. What are the steps? <laughs> so surprisingly, there, there's a lot. Um, he, <laughs> so have you seen the Will Smith movie Hitch? Yes. Yeah, Based Hitch. on the real guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he goes by his uh, handle, Dr. Love. Uh -huh. He has a book called The System. Oh, okay. It's basically an out, uh, a dictionary and you just open up, pick a you know, topic and it has things that he've studied and surveyed with uh, like thousands of different women mm -hmm. and just compiled it all together. Yeah. I use that as a reference guide. Okay. And it helped me a lot. It's like, hey, look, you know, guys, don't spill the whole beans about yourself all at once. Be mysterious. Give mm -hmm. her interest to keep coming back to. Uh, okay. Now, the book is a little outdated, too, because yeah. it mentions, like, hey, when you ask a girl for her phone number, ask for her landline. 
not her cell phone number. So, yeah, good luck with that today. Wait, no, what's a landline? <laughs> I'm just hearing people like saying that right now as we're having this conversation. Like, oh, someone's gonna say that. What's your yeah? What's your like Ian the wingman? What's your top dating tip for guys? Oh gosh be yourself don't try to sell yourself as someone else like trying to that who you're not uh-huh. um i wrote it down a few other thoughts but oh yeah yeah it's like I, I i try to come prepared you know it's like the biggest thing for me is build your wow factor or your interest uh-huh. it's like you want to wow someone to the point that hey who is this guy mm-hmm. it's like yeah. keep coming back to uh-huh so yeah okay so a little bit of mystery mm-hmm. a little bit of like interesting something that's yep. not boring or you know something you hear from everyone yeah i like that be be different be yourself uh-huh. everyone's different yeah it's like there's no point of trying to be like me being oliver because mm-hmm. oliver is oliver uh-huh. yeah yeah we don't need more than one yeah, yeah exactly. it would be like disingenuous or you you'd sense that yeah. it, something was off yeah mm-hmm. yeah in the like english literature world they call it the hook you want you want a statement or your first sentence to be catchy and so mm-hmm. they call that the hook so yeah. what you're saying is basically everyone should have like their own hook mm-hmm. in a way yeah but that is the difficult part mm-hmm. yeah. because you know technically i was like i'm old-fashioned when it comes to dating that's just getting to know the person mm-hmm. you're supposed to learn how to date from your dad it's like that that's how old fashioned I am. It's like mm-hmm. your father's supposed to teach you how to date by being an example how he treats your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like my dad was like that. And so I had some good examples and mm-hmm. my grandfather was a romantic guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like so I had a lot of great examples, but it was hard for me to find what works for me. Mm-hmm. And especially since, you know, I got my physical disability a challenge to overcome. It's like mm-hmm. It's like, mm, okay, so what works? Because half the time, mm-hmm. certain tones and pitches for certain females, I'll, I can't hear it. Mm-hmm. it. It just hits that spot, that I, the yeah. dead spot for me. I'm yeah. like, I apologize. And then I was, it's really hard for me to hear. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But that in itself is a nice icebreaker, really. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It really is. I like that. I feel like there's this dating coach I follow, Logan Yuri. I've mentioned her before. Mm-hmm. She has some good stuff. I, she talks a lot about like getting deeper on first dates and i mean we've all been on first dates where we're like it's an interview we're like where mm-hmm. are you from you know and there's like <laughs> nothing to go off of or like find you know ask more about and so i think we have to like give, give it, a it's little a get bit to of know that. you yeah yeah so like how was your day instead of saying oh it's good i worked you could say oh my gosh this crazy thing happened at work or you know or what do you like to do on the weekends oh yeah i actually love hiking and one time with my friends we were you know it doesn't have to be a story but mm-hmm. just like some just like give a little bit more and then ask a little bit more as well um I yeah nobody that. wants to be bored yeah yeah yeah, yeah we want to be like, interested th- there's so many different methods of dating it's like dating styles expensive dates versus cheap dates and yeah. all that fun stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, I will say for myself cheap dates are more fun because mm-hmm. it's a challenge mm-hmm. and you're, you're not stressed out yeah yeah I also feel like with dinners, a lot of times it's like, it is like interview style. You're like mm-hmm. sitting across from each other asking questions versus like, you know, if you're doing something together side by side, it's just easier to have a conversation sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that dinner isn't great. We love dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheap or expensive, if the conversation is 
if the conversation is good, then the date will be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter like what, what kind of date you're on. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will still say the best date I've ever been on is I've done it a few times is we just go out to Sunset Park and feed the ducks. Yeah. It's and cool. Just walk around mm-hmm. and chat the whole time. Yeah. And you're doing an activity. You're paired off. Uh-huh. And I even bought the, you know, it, I was, I'm a little cheesy. It's like, get the little Lunchables yeah. with the drink. Oh, I love it. I've heard Ian's a good date. Oh. Like, he prepares well. This is mm-hmm. this is word on the street. So. Oh, I, 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 I think I know your source. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I love your approach to setting people up because I do a lot of, like, matchmaker in my head where I'm like, ooh, they'd be cute together, you know, for, like, mm-hmm. dumb reasons or whatever. But you, do but you, do you know it? the person? That's yeah. the real question. Yeah. I've been set up on – been trying to – I have friends, family uh-huh. that try to set me up, and most of them are fired, especially my family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my little sister tried her hardest to set me up with her friends. And, uh, like, at the end of the date, I come home, and I'm like – why in the world did you thought that was going to be a good match? Yeah. He's like, well, she was my best friend. Yeah. And, and what is she to me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, do you even care about me? What do we have in common? Right. Exactly. Or what, what would we talk about? We've, yeah, so I love the idea of oh, – oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love the idea of creating, like, these organic ways for people to meet. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they hit it off, maybe they don't, and it's not a big – it's not a lot of pressure either way. You know and what I mean? Because it's not a it. date. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a gathering, social gathering, mm-hmm. where people can meet people they may have not, like, talked to previously. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I, we mentioned this in a previous uh, episode. Just because two people are single doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a good match together. Yeah, that they're going to ride off into the Amen. sunset together. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have one more story. Yeah, and I'd love I, to hear so it. So I asked this couple for permission to share this story. This uh-huh. is my buddy Abe and Joanna. Um, long story short, uh, Spanish Trails Ward finally decided to join the regional YSA activities and hosted their first activity, which was the Great Gatsby Dance. Ooh. Back Fun. in, I want to say, 2014, 2015. I think I went to that dance. Yeah. I think I remember that. Uh, there was that Phantom Rolls Royce right outside. Oh, maybe I didn't go to that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I I was helped organize and setting things up, and at this point, it was, I hit the downtime. I'm not responsible for anything, and I'm like, I really want a picture with that car. Mm. And I'm looking around, it's like, okay, who's the the hottest looking girl that I can take a picture with. I t- I grabbed a total stranger. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you want to take a picture with me with the car? Because they had a hired a professional photographer uh-huh. to take pictures. So took the picture together. I started talking with her. Uh-huh. Uh, found out her name was Joanna. We added her on Facebook. So I'm making connection right here. Yeah. And so long story short is that she's a single mom, decided to come back and check out the young single adult board. Uh-huh. And uh, so I got to know her over a couple of months and chat with her and then introduced my friend Abe, who I've known for years at this point. Uh And uh, he was calling me. He'll text and call me up once in a while at this time. He's like, dude, man, it's like, I don't get it. It's like these younger girls, I'm I'm not finding any luck in dating anybody. And he he was just lonely. He was Mm -hmm. down in the dumps. And I had a thought that popped up. So it's like, okay, well, he liked Latinas. And it's like, I have a new friend. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay. So I'm talking with him. While I'm talking to him, I'm messaging Joanna. It's like, hey, um, I have a friend. 
Here's his contact info. Here's his Facebook page link. Uh-huh. Feel free to stalk him. <laughs> but I would like to know if you'd be interested in uh, being set up on a blind date with him. Uh-huh. So I was being the middleman managing this whole thing uh-huh. behind the curtain. And so, sure enough, uh, it, in less than 15 minutes, I get a response back to, with from her saying, yes, please, set me up. Uh-huh. Oh. So then I go and talk to him. He didn't know that I was doing this until I talked to him. It's like, hey, I got a girl. She's a single mom, great lady. She's a great cook. She probably might be what you're looking for. And it's just like, here's her Facebook profile. Take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, let me know. I can set you up. So <laughs> five minutes later, yeah. it's like, dude, set me up. It's like, okay, here's the number. She already said yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So you got permission from both sides. So I got permission on both sides. Yeah. And so. And they're together. And they're still together. Aww. And, well, there there was one point in his life, uh, towards just before he proposed, he was like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like, it's like well, what's the problem now? It's like, well, he's got, she's got two kids. They're great kids. But I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like marrying a, a, single, a, a single mother with kids. I'm like, oh. Do the do you like the kids? They're like, oh yeah, I love the kids. Do the kids like you? Would they accept you as the stepdad? Yeah, because mm-hmm. their father's not in the picture at all. Okay, and so it's like, oh yeah, they love me. It's like, well, what's the problem? Aww. But even before this conversation, I already was talking with Joanna, and she's like, she wants kids with him. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. this is how smitten they were both yeah. at the time. I'm like, dude, what's the problem? It's like, she wants kids with you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, you're you're right. There is no problem. Yeah. Well, sure enough, they, they, they're happily married. They have four beautiful daughters together. Oh, Yeah, they're, they're adorable. Oh, Sounds like you're really good about, like, um, helping your friends, like, see some sense with dating. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important to have is just, like, some good people to, like, talk about things with because we get in our heads and, like, it's, it's good to hard. have a sounding board. Yeah, yes. you need that. I like that, a sounding yeah, board. Yeah, someone who can be honest with you, encouraging. Um, if the person's, like, psycho, you know, someone who will, like, <laughs> find, find a nice way to, like, talk to you about it. You yeah, know, right. Without, or like, a friend that's, like, brutally honest, like, listen, you need to... I love you. Cut and ties. I love yeah. you. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hard. And it's hard to take that advice sometimes when you're, like, smitten mm-hmm. or whatever, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I... Uh, technically, I have 19 under my belt, but one wedding I did not sanction. Oh. <laughs> um, long story short with this one is Oliver's the girl was face. interested in me. I had zero interest in her. Uh-huh. Liter- she, liter- we were at a house party. I'm sitting on a couch. She crawls onto my lap. I just picked her up, chuck her at my buddy next to me, and that's how they met. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, do not marry her. Do not marry her. And he married her. Aww. Are they still together? No. Oh. Did he, it didn't last that long. Gotcha. Oh, I'm oh like, yeah, that's, that, that's a very expensive uh, experience. I mean, yeah, you're going to have ups and downs. Some work, some don't. But at this point, though, it's like, yeah, in eight years, I've helped set up 18 friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got some wisdom. I got some wisdom. All yeah. right, Ian, yeah. everyone go to, go to Ian. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just remember with me, it just falls on deaf ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to say it's so, like, uh, well, it is, like, kind of cool, or not even kind of, it is very cool that you were able to 
like overcome like this disability that you have mm-hmm. how you're able to turn it into a strong suit yeah and how you're able to use it to make connections with people and here you are now with all these people that you kind of matched up yeah you, you didn't let your disability slow you down you didn't let that define you i literally like going back to you know dedicating activities to the lord mm-hmm. it's like goes back to the lord saying hey give me your weakness i will make you strong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it took a while to get to that point yeah mm-hmm. you know i'm, I'm gonna have some ups and downs and i'm sure we all have experienced that with our weaknesses it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah it's like it, it's it's a lifelong challenge mm-hmm. yeah and that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about the gospel and the church it's like going back to loneliness the church is a wonderful place for us to gather together with like-mindedness and you know it's like overcoming some loneliness i was researching online online and it's like hey you know create a new hobby it's like well uh i do do a little D D. I actually got a group mm-hmm. from the singles ward to do a D D group Dungeons oh, and Dragons. Yeah. Yep. Dungeons and Dragons. We have uh I actually have created a, a group mm-hmm. that meets once or twice a month from the singles ward mm-hmm. to play. We okay. got guys and girls playing. Oh yeah. fun. Yeah. I love it. That's a good way to like get to know people better. Yeah. And it's like yeah. n- not all hobbies are gonna be the same. Sure. And, and not everyone's gonna show up for the same activities. Yeah. Because we all got different interests. Yeah. So that's where I've learned to be a little more flexible with different things. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just remember you used to host the different dances and stuff. It's like, okay, um, we're going to get a lot of people that don't like to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was the one that uh, started implementing that here in Vegas. It's like, we're going to take over the Release Society room, set up some tables, and put some board, some games in there. Yeah, smart. It's like, that that really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. will say there is a guy in our ward who, um, if not – Every week, every other week, after adult religion, he does bring board games. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I just think that's such a great way to, like, strengthen those connections or to make more connections. Make more connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just, like, adult religion and then everyone goes. There's adult religion and then you could linger and mm-hmm. then you can play some board games. And then while you're at it, you could make more connections with people. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of which, he has that one game called Red Flags. Yeah. It's yeah, hilarious. That's a fun game. We like that one. <laughs> I, oh, I haven't played that one. Oh. Oh, you've played it. Have I? It was, it's, yeah, it's the one where you choose, like, some so, great attributes. Two, oh. two attributes, and then the player next to you <laughs> yes. gives your your date a red flag. Yeah. And it's like, so I set you up on this person, and this person has this, this, and this. Yeah. The good but... qualities, but, yeah, yep, okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. This is bringing back such a yep. fun game. That is a pretty fun game. Yeah. So, um, Ian, I'd love, to, as we wrap up, I'd love to hear, and we can all share, mm-hmm. um, what are some ideas for people who obviously we have the apps for dating Mm -hmm. which are great and they're a good option for meeting people and sometimes they often work yeah but like i think everyone's ideal is to meet someone in real life like in the wild as i call Mm -hmm. and so like what are some ways to do that like obviously going to events and things like Mm -hmm. that and actually talking to people at events yeah (laughs) what else we have it more we're more lucky or we have it easier than most because of our church just mm-hmm. because we have you know we have family home evening we have adult religion mm-hmm. we have um once a month or every other month activities yeah so mm-hmm. because of the church that we all associate with there are activities numerous activities that we could attend to meet other mm-hmm. people and those those are church sponsored ones and yeah. then we have so many different circles and cliques 
mm-hmm. within the our ward that like hey i'm having a house party or hey i'm mm-hmm. having a chili cook-off come on over mm-hmm. open invite yeah. yeah 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 and finding also ways to include people who maybe don't go to our ward i think mm-hmm. like there's so many mid singles throughout the valley who aren't coming to to the one mid singles ward maybe because it's far away or whatever yeah for whatever or have reason. kids and yeah. don't have the time yeah. yeah there's like lots of amazing ones out there who yeah we don't know about yet so for sure mm-hmm. i also think um i've had a few friends do this more intentionally where they ask people to set them up um just like make it known you want to be set up and you're open to that Oh man, uh, yeah. I, they're they're braver than me. That's yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I, I I might be the matchmaker of never the match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What one day, Ian? One day. Yeah. There's someone for everyone, Ian. I, I mean, I have like three people in my life that I do trust absolutely trust to set me up on dates. Yeah, yeah. It's those people. Yeah. Yeah. But who's not to say you get thrown a curveball and that curveball works out? Mm-hmm. True, true. But <laughs> family's out of the question. That's for sure. Because uh, I, I. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another story is like I've had so many of my best friends try to set me up with their sisters because they're like, dude, I would love to have you, my brother-in-law. Oh yeah. You know, I've had um, you know, <laughs> uh, even uh, grandmothers try to set me up with their granddaughters. Like, I would love you to be my grandson. Oh, yeah. I was like, that that was an interesting one. And the most recent one is uh, I had cousins. Well, I, I'm from a very large family mm-hmm. of like over 42 on one side, 20 on the other, so mm-hmm. of first cousins. Yeah. And it's like I even had a cousins that it, uh, I maybe have met three times in my life trying to set me up with somebody. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. don't even know me. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to set up someone, you have to do it unselfishly. Yes. With, like, with, oh, with charity, with love. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, it's kind of like what I did with my friend Joanna and, and Abe. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's see if their interests align open up the hey would you be interested i it's like i already knew all of my buddy abe's taste and preference his dating style Mm -hmm. joanna was a new person i'm like i don't know her that well at the time but it's like i got to know her and Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. she's looking for someone and it's like something someone she can build a life with Mm -hmm. and it's like okay this guy, he he's a potter's clay. You can totally work with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. My friends that did ask, I had a couple friends actually do um, do it this way, and I thought it was really cool. They um, sent out, like, an email to some family and friends that they like and mm-hmm. trust, and they said, this is kind of what I'm looking for. Like, this is a little bit of a list. I'm flexible on these things, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more inflexible on these things. And so kind of giving people, like, some some a framework or whatever to think about like what kinds of guys would actually fit that framework and so i thought that was really good i know one friend who like i don't know if that's how she met her husband but i know she did that and she's married now so <laughs> oh there you go I, yeah. I might have to uh, adopt that uh, that yeah. sounds great my problem is is i'm too nice and like i yeah. don't know what to write down <laughs> yeah yeah maybe getting clear on that like what yeah. you're looking for right. i think that's something we all need to do more <laughs> of for sure yeah that's big um a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my therapist, and she was telling me, um, okay, so you have a lot of church connections. Do you have any connections outside of your church? Uh, in the mm-hmm. community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she kind of challenged me to make more connections outside of the church because earlier mm-hmm. I mentioned we do have so many opportunities to connect within the ward. Yeah. But as a church member, how do you make connections with people outside of the church? Oh, I got I, plenty of that too. Yeah. yeah. I feel strongly about that actually. Like I do a volunteer thing that's not related to church. 
Um, That's good. Yeah, I think it's good to, like, have some friends outside of church for many reasons, not just yeah. for, like, making friends and dating, but... Yeah. 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 Even, like, work friends, I think... Work, work friends, friends are yeah. really good to have. Like, there's so many options for meeting people. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm sure we all have, like, a couple really good, close work friends that we yeah. keep in touch with. Those are great to have, too, because you need those sometimes when you're like, oh, my gosh, today is not my day. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, I feel like this has been a really good discussion. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much more we can cover in terms of like building connections, building your support system, um, finding you know ways to like find a person to date. You know, mm-hmm. all these yeah. all these things. But this has been a good start, and we'll continue to build on this in future I, episodes. If you want me to come back, I'll come back <laughs> in the future. But uh, I appreciate the opportunity yeah, to join right. you guys. We I loved having you and. Right. Um, I just think, yeah, your story is really inspiring about how you, like, you found something you're really good at, which is planning activities, mm-hmm. which is a ton of work. So that's much appreciated. Yeah. Um, and can be exhausting and expensive, but um, mm-hmm. you found this way to like really um give to others, and that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I would like to have Ian back with one of his couples that he matched up with. Oh yeah. I would love to get like the, the dual side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did ask. I did ask. Uh, Abe was like, "Hey, can I get your guys' perspective?" They had written uh-huh. up and stuff, and yeah. like, "Nope, you know our story." I'm like, well, "Okay, <laughs> no, no, you're on your but own." Meanwhile, he's like, "Hey, man, uh, do you want to come over to dinner? I'll take you out to the Golden Knights game." I'm like, oh, "We'll cross that bridge when I'm not so busy." <laughs> oh my gosh! Actually, married friends are an underutilized resource. Yes, mm-hmm. big yeah, time, big for times. Sure. Oh, Joanna for has, has for years tried to set me up on dates. And yeah. then I was like, I just moved to Utah. I'm not coming back to Vegas for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, better, you better capitalize on that now and mm-hmm. the night's tickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Hey, thank you.